Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to Friday. This is our favorite time of the year. We get it 52 times each year. Welcome to Memphis Flyer Radio. My name's Toby Sells and I am hungover. This show is recorded, mixed, mastered, and dry hopped for you this week. Back at Flyer HQ right here on beautiful Cotton Row downtown. Offering lovely views of Fire Station Number 5 on historic Front Street. But at this point, the views take a backseat to this amazing weather out there. Everything looks better bathed in sunlight and surrounded by humane temperatures. We are beamed into the sky and into your radio from the center of the universe, Crosstown Concourse. And it's WYXR radio station at 91.7 FM. Thank you to all the good folks over there making great community radio happen. And if you haven't already, consider a donation to the station at WYXR.org. This show comes to you, of course, from the people and the pages of the Memphis Flyer. We are your alternative news weekly based right here in good old Memphis, Tennessee, USA. And if you like what we do, please consider joining our Frequent Flyer Club. That's uh, where you can support local and alternative journalism right here in your town. More details are over at memphisflyer.com. This show is brought to you this week by the February Foundation. Here to discuss their work is Frankie Fulton, founding fellow of the February Foundation. We all hate February, even people whose birthdays are in February. I know because I've asked them. I'm Frankie Fulton. Listen, folks, nothing good happens in February. If something good does happen, you can thank the February Foundation. The Super Bowl is cool. We did that. Now, Valentine's Day ain't much of a holiday, but it was the only one left when our group had it installed in February two centuries ago. It was the best that we could do. You're welcome. Our group works behind the scenes ensuring February is defeated each and every year. Folks, this stuff just don't happen on its own. So if you're glad that awful, horrible month of nothing good at all is behind us, think of us as you're grabbing your jacket instead of your coat. The world is a better place without February. That's why we work hard every day to February. I'm Frankie Fulton. Thank you for your time. Man, I like their mission, but I think their name needs a little bit of work. I'm not even sure. God, is JB going to call me about this? I mean, I believed it, but dang. Okay, well, folks, the show ain't free and somebody's got to pay the bills. I'm sorry, everybody. All right, shifting gears entirely. We are doing a YouTube series about life after COVID. Now, don't at me. I know we're still in this thing and will be for a minute. But we're all having to learn how to get back out there. For this, I launched a video series called Getting Back Out There. So far, I've invited y'all to go to work with me as I've toured the new $250 million expansion of the Southland Gaming Racing's Hotel and Casino in West Memphis. It's amazing. 
I also did a brief tour of the new concourse at Memphis International Airport. It is equally amazing. And on Thursday, I took y'all along as I had a look around the new South Point grocery store on South Main. It was super fun and acres of beer in there. But I am looking for tips and tricks and experiences that we should all have as we emerge from this two-year slumber. There's more to come from getting back out there. And if you have ideas for the series, please write me at toby at memphisflyer.com. I'd love to hear them. I also have a new news series called Whatever Happened To. In it, I explore ideas and projects that were once big news at the time, but maybe haven't come to fruition just yet. So far, I've looked at the paving project set for Peabody Avenue, and uh, Midtowners will know what I'm talking about and know that it's a big deal. Also, I looked at the project meant to make the, the intersection of Poplar and Cooper more safe for bikes and pedestrians. But this series can be about anything. So if you have ideas uh, or suggestions, or if you've ever wondered to, whatever happened to blank, hit me up. Again, I'm at toby at memphisflyer.com. Great show for you this week. Bruce Van Weingarten talks about Ukraine and the Hernando de Soto Bridge and social media and how those things are all connected. Michael Donahue, our man about town, joins us to talk about hill country blues and vegan food. And if all of those things ain't Memphis Flyer AF, I don't know what is. We'll have news and the member net, of course, and we'll have some choice cuts from our calendar. The finest events calendar in all of Memphiana to help you get your weekend together. All right, folks, that is it. Here we go. Going to start the show this week just like we do each and every week with a look down the streets of the Memernet. You know, that's Memphis on the internet. The first one, Solidarity. Mighty Lights, the ever-changing light show on the Hernando de Soto Bridge, did what the Memernet suggested last week. The bridge lights were changed Sunday to yellow and blue, the colors of Ukraine's flag to show solidarity with the country now under Russian invasion. But some said the image Mighty Lights posted to Facebook was old, showing a previous light arrangement used for a Grizzlies game. There's much more on that. Stick around to listen to Bruce Van Weingarten tell you all about it later in the show. Never Ending Elvis. Now, if Chris Davis is out there listening, I want to tip my hat to him. Never Ending Elvis was an ongoing part of his uh, Fly on the Wall column that appears right where the Memornet does. And, and it really does. Elvis goes on and on and on forever. He's back. In about a week, the trailer for the new Elvis biopic, which was issued last week, racked up more than 13 million views on YouTube. The movie is due in theaters in June and stars Austin Butler as Elvis and Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. What about the Kimball Coyote? Next door user Jill Ann Dyer Levy said last week she saw what looked like two coyotes near her house in the Kimball neighborhood. Comments on the post remembered the mythical Midtown Coyote, of course, though somebody claimed that that animal had been shot. I don't know. Other comments, though, listed other fauna spotted in and around Memphis, including bears, beavers, foxes, and even Manny the wayward manatee in the Mississippi River. Turn it over to some news. I told you about the Peabody Paving Project. I wrote about it this week in the ongoing series called Whatever Happened To. 
We reported on this project as it was announced, but it remains unpaved. For this, we wondered, whatever happened to that? So for answers, we spoke with Nicholas Euler, who is the Bikeway and Pedestrian Program Manager for the City of Memphis. Plans to pave Peabody Avenue were announced in 2018, and work was set to begin in the fall of that year. The plan, determined through lengthy rounds of public input, raised eyebrows and caused some tension back in the day because the street would be completely reconfigured. Its four very wide lanes were to be slimmed down with some added bicycle amenities. The new Peabody will have one travel lane going in each direction, a center two-way turn lane, dedicated bike lanes, and on-street parking lanes adjacent to the curb. So, in an obvious question, I asked Nicholas, whatever happened to this? He said, we were preparing to go into construction in fall 2018 when Memphis Light Gas and Water alerted us they had plans to do a major upgrade of its gas main running under Peabody Avenue. This is something they had not previously communicated with us. We were not aware of it. But if we had proceeded with the resurfacing as planned, MLGW would have come in soon after us and cut up the street. It would have been a mess with a bunch of asphalt patches, and because of that, it was best to hold off resurfacing until MLGW finished its work. Euler said that the project is set to go this year, but does not have an exact date on it. Story about a voting lawsuit. Pamela Moses, the Memphis activist sentenced to six years in prison for voting fraud, she's going to get a new trial. Moses lost her voting rights with a conviction in 2015. However, she was working through the proper channels to get those rights restored in 2019. Moses had her voter registration documents signed by the Tennessee Department of Corrections and the Shelby County Election Commission. However, an error was made. A corrections officer mistakenly signed a document stating Moses' probation was over, though it was not. So she was not eligible to vote when she filed her papers to once again appear on the voting rolls. For this, she was charged, convicted, and sentenced to six years for illegally attempting to register to vote. Many decried the decision, saying the sentence was too harsh and unequal to sentences given to others, particularly white men, for the same crime. Shelby County Criminal Court Judge Mark Ward ordered the new trial last Friday. Ward presided over Moses' 2019 trial, and he wrote Friday that he does not disagree with the jury's verdict against Moses. He said she likely knew she was still on probation while she was attempting to restore her voting rights, especially with a court order stating her probation would not be over until 2022. Bruce Van Weingarten joins us now. He is our at-large columnist. Bruce, welcome to the show. Hey, Toby. Good morning. Good. How are you? Great. This weather has me feeling pretty dang good, I will say. This week you wrote about, well, it was about a lot of things. It was about Ukraine, which, of course, that crisis is ongoing out there. It's also right. about uh, Mighty Lights, which is our, our kind of LED light show that we have on the Hernando de Soto right. Bridge. And you were telling me that uh, you kind of got down the rabbit hole of social media about the bridge I lights did. and the Ukraine thing. What's What was happening? I missed it. Well, you know, I, I, last week someone, maybe me, said something about, you know, it'd be cool if we lit the bridges gold and blue like they're doing the eiffel tower and the empire state building and everything else and we have this muddy lights group that 
lights and bridges for all kinds of stuff. So yeah, let's do that. And I thought it would be fun and I got a whole lot of support and I wasn't the only one saying that obviously, but, and then a day or two went by and no change. No one responded. And then we started noticing that the social media sites for the mighty lights were not being apparently not being monitored because people were making at first pleas to get the lights on blue and gold. And then later just sarcasm and like, Hey, Who's running that place? Ron DeSantis? I mean, you know, it was that sort of, (laughs) it was just, it was, it was sarcastic. And then it got to where, you know, what's wrong with these people? How would they possibly ignore the, not see any of this? And then the, 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 the real clincher for all of this was Sunday afternoon. And I, for some reason I was on someone at the Mighty Lights posted a uh, tweet from an account that was just created an hour earlier. And the tweet was all about how on Tuesday night they were going to have Mardi Gras lights at, on the bridge. And, I mean, people just right. went off the rails about this because they've ignored social media pleas for three or four days. And then all of a sudden they pop up on socials <laughs> <laughs> with about as tone deaf a, a post as you can imagine. And at that point, I'm assuming that somebody in power somewhere, I know people were tweeting or texting or writing to mayors and that sort of thing. Someone obviously called someone and said, hey, are you all aware right. <laughs> just how much you have stored up? Did I say I'm here? I'm That's sorry. okay. I used a radio voice, so I should. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was it, – and then the tweet came down within an hour. And it was replaced by one that said, hey, we're going to honor Ukraine with blue and gold lights on Sunday and Monday night. And, of course, by that point, people were like, why only two nights? Why? Yeah. You know, so it, it went on. But they did pull it off finally, and, and someone obviously got through to them. And I, I guess the larger problem that I would that I pointed out in my column was that this really needs to be addressed. They need to hire, if they haven't, a uh, social media person to even part time, you just check their comments and things on social because they looked really out of it and tone deaf. Yeah. Uh, through no, all they needed was somebody saying, Hey, people are talking about us on Facebook and Twitter. Right. But they didn't notice. So, and I, and I honestly, as you have pointed out to me, it's an anonymous group or a person or whatever. So we have no real way of saying, calling someone up and saying, Hey, man, what happened? The, thing I saw on Facebook was from Mighty Lights and it said, you know, we're going to honor Ukraine and it was the blue and the right. gold and it looked great. And I thought, this is great. I, I put it in the, in the, in the right. flyer that's out on the stands right now. But then one of my friends on Facebook pointed out that that photo was from like two years ago right. for yep. the Memphis Grizzlies. And, yep. but I, you know, it was just all this weird jumble. I, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. I think we've got no it ironed knows. out now. <laughs> I um, hope they have learned a lesson. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but so, man, even giving props over there to the old Bass Pro, they they lit up blue and gold, which was which was really really cool. That was a cool thing to see too. The crisis, like I said, is ongoing. That was kind of a local kerfuffle, yeah. odd thing over there. You know, then we had the State of the Union on Tuesday. I don't know if you watched that or not. I did watch it. I must say that I had been at a dinner, or I'd been at a restaurant before, so I got home about quarter of eight and it came on, and I had had you know a couple glasses of wine. Yeah, can I sing this on the radio? Sure wine and uh, it was amusing and entertaining and and i was just amazed at those two hyenas in the audience screaming at him over 
what he's talking about his dead son and oh, I, I don't even know what what to, to say about these people but I'm trying to write about it next week just this sort of weird macho that's been emerging from the other from the right you know it's, right. it's like the guy DeSantis says something about can you imagine if Putin went into France what would they do ha 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 probably wouldn't you put up a fight and this is a country that fought the Nazis and has been you know a US ally since the 1700s you know why would you Right. Trash one of your allies, and they have three hundred nu- nukes. So I don't think they're going to just roll over. Yeah, the but, you know the callousness in in much of that response was just uh, unbelievable. What 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 is the the her, from Colorado? What's her name? Lauren Bobert. Bobert. I can never say it say it correctly, yeah. but you know she right after the State of the Union, she was you know posting some Instagram video of her seeing all these people hug each other and saying you know we're supposed to be separated and all that. You know, I mean, it's just this kind yeah. of like callous pettiness that's just yeah, it's unbelievable. Steve Cohen did put her on blast on Twitter just basically yeah. for her outburst, said she was a disgrace to the Republicans, she Coloradans. Was. You know, it was yeah. uh, hard to believe. Well, I think that uh, – I don't want to go forever on this, but I, I do think that at some point there's going to be a co- – these people are going to just drive their audience down because I do think there's some level of decency and it's not – I don't think 50 percent of the country is going to – fall in love with these folks that's fine <laughs> all right folks so well, that's bruce van weingarten he writes our at large column bruce thank you so much sir thanks toby Let's get our calendar out here, see if we can't help you find some stuff to get your weekend together. It's uh, March, folks, and that can only mean one thing in Memphis. It's time for the Ultimate Elvis Tribute Artist Weekend. This is all at Graceland. It starts today, runs through Sunday. Enjoy a weekend of jumpsuits, blue suede shoes, and black leather as the Ultimates return to the Graceland soundstage for a very special weekend of concerts, conversations, photo ops, and more. This year will feature more Ultimates than any Elvis Tribute Artist weekend before with Sean Clush, Brandon Bennett, Cody Slaughter, Dean Z, David Lee, Dwight Eisenhower, that's pretty good, Taylor Rodriguez, and Patrick Dunn. For more information on the schedule, head over to the Graceland, we- head over to the Graceland website. The Dixon Gallery and Gardens are celebrating women in the arts uh, for an event on Saturday. This is uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Memphis is overflowing with dynamic, influential, and groundbreaking women in the arts. The event organized by the Dixon and Theater Memphis brings these women together for a day of performances, demonstrations, and dialogue ranging from personal stories to championing gender equality. Meet the makers and the shakers, ask questions, learn how-tos, and enjoy film screenings. Women in the Arts is happening Saturday, March 5th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Dixon. It is free. And y'all, get your taste buds ready and get your wallet out because next week is Memphis Black Restaurant Week. Dine in, order food via delivery apps or pick up orders to support black-owned restaurants. This starts Saturday, runs all week to March 12th. For more information, go to blackrestaurantweek.com. It's going to be great. Ballet Memphis hosts an evening of dance taught in Spanish. This is tonight, 5.30. It's $5. Uh, Go over to Ballet Memphis. 5Ks are back, not the virtual kind. This one is the Hamilton Eye Institute Race for Sight 5K. 
It benefits the Hamilton Eye Institute Lions Club, a nonprofit with a mission to provide eye care for the less fortunate. 20 bucks will get you in the race. This is Saturday, March 5th. Starts at 9 a.m. out at Shelby Farms Park. Now, I know I've talked about curling on here, and if I wasn't away this weekend, I would absolutely be at the Mid-South Ice House. There, you can learn to curl this weekend. Learn how to sweep, throw stones, and put a stone on the button. Tickets are $40 for an individual, or $70 will get to two people in the door. This is Saturday, March 5th at 5 p.m. at Mid-South Ice House. Y'all go do that and tell me how it was. If you have volunteering on your mind this weekend, head out to Memphis Botanic Gardens for their weed wrangle. Help remove invasive and exotic plants in the garden's woodland. This is uh, Saturday, March 5th. Starts at 9 a.m., goes to noon. And for all you parents out there wondering uh, already what to do with your kids this summer, head to the FedEx Center at Shelby Farms for a camp expo. It's a safe and free event to help parents meet camp staff and directors and find out more information to help you make good choices for your child this summer. This is Saturday, March 5th. Runs from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the FedEx Center at Shelby Farms. It's absolutely free. All right, folks. Well, y'all go out and have a great weekend. Stay safe out there and uh, enjoy this beautiful weather. Michael Donahue is a guy that you know. If you don't know the name, you certainly know the hair. If you don't know the hair, you know what a great guy he is. He's probably taking your picture at a party. Michael does all kinds of stuff for us. He writes food. He writes about music. This week, you did both. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Great. Thank you. Nicely introduction <laughs> you had the cover story this week's called hill country hero a blues guitarist named kenny brown i didn't know the name i haven't read the story yet well who is this guy and why'd you write about him well i've known him for decades and he lives in right now he's in near Potts camp but he's basically this legendary blues musician who's been playing with all the blues greats some of them aren't with us anymore, like but R.L. Burnside, Junior Kimbrough. And I've known him and seen him. And he also puts on this thing every summer called the uh, North Mississippi Hill Country Blues Picnic. Uh, and I probably just said the name wrong, but he uh, does this in the middle of June, like around June, and brings in all these performers, blues performers. He's been doing this for a long time. But he's played on with just about I guess all of the famous blues guys, musicians, guys and women. And he's, I, but I've never interviewed him. I've never, I've taken his photo and he's nominated for a Grammy uh, this year. Yeah. Talk for, about that. What's, what's the song? What's the, is it an album? What is it? Yeah, it's an album and it's called Delta cream. And uh, <clears throat> I hope I'm spelling this right. Delta get with a K and it's blues, a blues album, and the, the Grammys are going to be in April, and he's actually going to go there in Las Vegas. You've got to read the story, everybody, because his, I can't do it justice. Just It's just the way he tells his stories, but just growing up, I mean, it's almost like he couldn't help but be a blues performer because next door to him was Mississippi Joe Calicut, and he heard him like on his porch, I guess, and, and went over there and Joe Calica taught him, you know, a lot how to play guitar. I think he was 10 years old, 8 to 10 years old when he did this. And and he's um, in his 60s now and just 
still going strong. He's just this amazing, he's called a hill country blues guitarist. That's his style. He can't describe it or he won't describe it. Uh, <laughs> All right, y'all, well, check out that story. It's our cover story this week. You can't miss it. If you see it in the rack, you're going to see that photo of Kenny Brown with his big guitar there. Hill Country Hero from Michael Donahue. Now, switching gears on you a little bit, we were talking a little bit before you came on. Uh, switch over to the food side. This morning, you've already been to, this is Thursday morning, we're taping this. You've been to the four-way already, ate over there, and you're headed over to the uh, Lenten series that they do at, at the church. I can't remember the name of the church. Calvary Episcopal, and they've been doing this forever, I think back since the 20s. And today's the first day, and I'm just addicted to that food. I mean, it's <laughs> it's things like tomato aspic and shrimp mousse and chicken salad and pear with cottage cheese. And, and then they have the kind of un, unfortunately named fish pudding. <laughs> actually, a fish casserole. It's not anything like what you think it is. It's not like a whip to dessert or something like that. It's right. fish casserole and, and that's great. Everything's good. I mean, people just go to get the greens. They call it the waffle shop, but they have all kinds of, of really interesting food. My food was great. And it's also a preaching series through Lent. Is that right? Right. They have. And this is now I think down to Wednesday, Thursdays and Fridays during Lent, except for the last week, which is Holy Week. It's closed. But they it coincides with a preaching series upstairs and they bring in dynamite speakers i mean just great people i'm usually downstairs just eating eating <laughs> well that is michael donahue our food writer music writer photo taker all around good guy michael thank you for joining the show today well thanks toby see you soon folks that's going to do it for my half of memphis flyer radio the talk half of the show but you got to stick around for that second half of the show where our music editor alex green is going to spin you some records tell you some tales and you know he's going to sound great over there all right y'all thanks for hanging out with me here on this gorgeous friday thanks so much have a great weekend and alex take it away thank you